Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. You know, due to COVID-19, we've become painfully aware of the fragility of supply chains, healthcare, and other critical systems. Many leaders have announced the intention to build back the businesses more resiliently. Now, resilience is especially important today because the business environment is becoming more dynamic and, well, more unpredictable. But unfortunately, not a lot of people know how to tackle this idea of building resilience. A few business schools teach resilience and today's managerial toolkit is often dominated by financial performance management. As a result, you've got very few companies able to explicitly design for or measure or manage resilience. So what can businesses do to redefine their business models to ensure that they're more resilient. Let's find out more from Jail Tan, who is government and international lead for Elivandi. Good morning, Jail. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for having me. And thanks for speaking with me. You guys are the ones that behind the upcoming Singapore FinTech Festival, and it's uh, set up by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. What else can you tell us about the company? Yeah, so basically our company is sort of a not-for-profit set up by the MES, as you've rightly mentioned. Um, what we aim to do is basically connect people, businesses and ideas in the fintech economy with a main purpose to really drive and advance the fintech economy in digital economy in particular. So where we kind of drive in is bringing together public policymakers as well as the private industry to engage in constant dialogue in order to move the dial. Right, so this helps advance fintech and really takes a look at the digital economy in that sense. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Singapore FinTech Festival. I love it. And it's nice that it's back again this year. The theme is, what is the theme this year? What can you tell us about it? Yeah, sure. So this year is actually the seventh edition of our Singapore FinTech Festival. Mm. So for the past six years, what we've been doing is to bring together global leaders to sort of shine a spotlight on key developments to inspire and shape the future of our financial services industry. So our mission this year is still the same. Um, with the global economy experiencing a surge in inflation, facing risks of significant growth, uh, slowdown in growth, many fintech firms you see are striving to stay resilient and viable, as you've rightly pointed out before. So we've thus chosen to focus our theme on building resilient business models amid volatility and change. And we really see this as an opportunity for us to take stock of the drivers of change and examine three key questions around viability, responsibility and inclusivity at the Singapore Fintech Festival. Mm, and the reason I ask that because every year there is always a bit of uh, an importance on the theme. It really highlights the landscape that we're in. It's going to be in person this year compared with, uh, you know, unfortunately COVID-19, it's had to be hybrid in a sense. That must feel quite good. Exactly. So this is actually the first time I think we've got a sort of reuniting together with the global fintech um, community for the first time in three years. So we've, we've sort of been in a year-long hiatus and yeah. not today, so definitely a huge celebration looking, they were, they'll be coming and descending upon Singapore in November. That's going to be nice. I mean, let's talk a little bit more about that, this whole idea of building resilience, right? What is the opportunity as a business? If let's say I'm one of those businesses that can't quite figure out how to be resilient, how to tackle the digital economy, what are some of the opportunities I should look at when I enter the Singapore FinTech Festival this year? Yeah, sure. So maybe just 
to give a little bit of backdrop in that sense, I think why we're focusing on this theme in particular. So I think you've rightly pointed out that we're going through sort of an uncertain and volatile global environment right now. So we see a lot of examples, especially I think in Singapore, um, in terms of surviving and thriving during this period, how important business viability, resiliency and agility have been more imperative during this period of time. So some good examples were that I think during the pandemic, a lot of banks in Singapore had to adapt very quickly to the challenging operating environment that's posed by the pandemic. So includes pervasive deployment of digital solutions for business operations and workflows to continuously provide high quality services to their customers with minimal disruption. I think we see a lot of innovative market entrants as well who are embedding their financial services into their technology platform. So delivering financial services as seamlessly as one would expect from ordering food online or super app platforms like Alibaba and Gojek that incorporated payments and financial offerings into their ecosystems. So definitely that's one major backdrop in terms of, you know, surviving and thriving, but also I think organizations are starting to sort of recognize the importance of corporate responsibility. So the big focus on green finance, for instance, has been really rapidly gaining prominence and generating major mindset shifts in the financial services industry. So I think just a couple of weeks ago, Singapore announced a sustainability reporting and ESG data portal. So definitely a lot of opportunities opening up in Singapore for green fintech companies to help businesses comply with new ESG requirements. And definitely last but not least, I think one major focus for us at the Singapore Fintech Festival is also financial inclusion and digitalization because we see them as inextricably linked as well. So new technologies that are improving the way organizations can deliver financial services, uh, providing platforms that can help facilitate collaborations with a much wider audience than previously possible. So definitely a lot of relevance um, for this team in building resilient business models in Singapore and definitely what we anchor ourselves in terms of how we curate the activities at the Singapore Fintech Festival to address these goals and address this theme. Mm, those last two points that you mentioned has actually been a running theme of the Singapore Fintech Festival. It, it's something that's constantly evolving. I think this new issue of building a resilient business model, when you guys put the festival together, I mean, what was that process like in being able to answer the question, hey, where do you start when it comes to building a, a resilient business model? Because every year there's a new factor, there's a new thing you got to include, sustainability being one of them. Yeah, so we agree. So usually when we come up with the inception of the theme, it's always with constant dialogue with the industry as well. And of course, with um, MES being sort of a leader in the financial hub um, in Singapore, that's also a huge important factor in terms of how we think of that theme. So I I would think um, for businesses in Singapore to sort of be focusing on a resilient business model and build that resilient business model is definitely constantly doing a stock take of, you know, the company's performance and growth alongside key trends, key events happening around the world, given that, you know, the business environment is constantly shifting, um, keeping abreast of ongoing trends, being in constant dialogue with regulators and policymakers. It's also very important to sort of help influence and also shape their regulation around innovation. And these are all definitely key goals um, that we aim to drive through the activities that we built and initiatives at the SFF to help Singapore businesses sort of achieve these goals. Mm. And obviously, you're probably going to have to have different pillars. And I'm looking at it from a very basic point of view, different pillars, you know, being viable, responsible, inclusive business models. How do you strike that balance between corporate responsibility and profitability? You know, you've got this other issue of stakeholder engagement in that sense. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's one of the key questions that we ask um, organizations in that sense, um, because it's not just about growing profitability anymore. Um, I think a lot of the way we see investors sort of put their money as well is quite focused about how companies can sort of achieve longer-term 
stakeholder satisfaction and engagement as opposed to just, you know, short-term profitability. So that's definitely a very telling sign, um, especially as you can, if you look at sort of how many unicorns are minted this year as opposed to previous year, it's a huge thing, it's going to drop. But I think that also means that there's sort of a um, stock tick being happening right now in the industry in terms of companies seeing balancing what their priorities are and that's turning a little bit more into balancing of balancing act between corporate responsibility and profitability as opposed to just short-term profitability. Mm. There also, I mean, it is also a very interesting time when you talk about this balancing act where we're in a stage where people looking for jobs are also looking for that balancing act within the company. Any thoughts on this? Mm, yeah, I absolutely agree on that as well. I think that's a growing importance that companies um, are focusing on at the moment. Um, so definitely a key trend that we see. Mm. What are your thoughts on the current challenge of catering to the needs of the unbanked and the underbank? Where are we at? Well, in this region, at least. Yeah, so I think um, maybe just at least in Singapore in particular, um, what was what has sort of, sort of recently been announced is the four digital banks by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. So yeah. in 2020, there were four banks announced and all of them are expected to sort of commence their operations this year. So this is definitely something that we see the new digital banks being able to add a bit of diversity to the Singapore banking system. For example, digital banks can provide small ticket credit facilities, tap on their wide-ranging data sources um, to adopt innovative credit assessment approaches in their lending to small businesses and micro-enterprises. But I think the idea of inclusion also extends a bit beyond un- underbanked and unbanked. It's also the idea of open and interoperable systems, right? If you think mm-hmm. about it, that shift towards Web3 um, in terms of distributed um, you know, that Web3 sense, a lot of people are looking towards that as well into how their business models can be more open and interoperable. I think that's also another lens to inclusion that we can be thinking about. You know, today also happens to be one of the biggest metaverses, metaverse events of the year, MetaConnect 2022. I wonder with regard to the Singapore FinTech Festival, looking at such technology, and you talk about inclusion, connectivity, I mean, do you dream that in future years, a lot of this, while we want to be in person, can even go further with virtual reality of the metaverse? Yeah, I feel like that's a, there are many different camps. Um, there are obviously people who are looking more towards the you know the metaverse and more into in, more towards Web three in terms of what the future could look like. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are obviously some people who are sort of caught in the middle. So I would say we are seeing this move towards a, a sort of between Web two and Web three. Yeah. So Web two being obviously the mobile consumers kind of a motivated piece into Web three, and I think a lot of us are actually sitting between Web two point five actually <laughs> quite talked about in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I know for this next question, it's it's not something that we can really answer, but I just wanted to get a sense, especially because you guys talk to regulators and, and all that. I mean, how complicated is the issue with regard to the metaverse uh, connecting the underbanked or the unbanked and regulation, you know, because as they say, there really are no boundaries when it comes to Web3, when it comes to the internet in that sense. Yeah, well, I think a lot of conversations that we see that happens between um, regulators as well as the private industry around this space, so mm. when it comes to digital assets and Web3, mm. it's really focused more on specific use cases. So one lens is that um, I think given the volatility that you've seen earlier this year when it comes to this space, um, more of the regulators are more focused on use, usable case studies. Okay. So for the company to really be structured around something that can be used, um, what consumers can take away, I think that is really kind of the key focus. And it's always... Innovation needs to be for a purpose. It needs yeah. to be addressing a specific um, industry challenge, solving a problem, as opposed to, you know, just innovation for the sake of innovation. And I think the whole idea of the metaverse in Web3 is quite similar in that sense. When it comes to 
um, real innovation, you need to consider what is the real life use cases, what is the core of it, um, what is the, what is it actually trying to address. Mm. I've been speaking with Jail Tan, government and international lead for Elevandi. Jail, thank you so much for your time this morning and good luck for the upcoming Singapore FinTech Festival. Appreciate it. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.